0: The following message is presented by First Baptist Church in Manny, Louisiana. For more information, go to the website www.fbcmany.org. Now the message. Good morning. First and foremost, I'd like to give all the praise, honor, and glory to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Um, With Him, I, I can do all things. Without Him, I'm nothing. Um, Mr. Don mentioned to you a number of the titles that I wear but my most important title is being a soldier for Christ. Um, I tell young people all the time that Jesus Christ should be the engine in our lives and if we follow him he would direct our paths that's what the Bible says acknowledge him and he would direct our paths last year I received a phone call from Magna State University's president. And he shared with me that, John, you were selected as the alumnus, alumni of the year for 2022. And I said, Mr. President, did, did you guys run out of names? <laughs> he laughed and said, no, we're very proud of you. And when I received the award in October of 22, during the homecoming ceremonies in Lake Charles, I shared three things. Is that Mackney State University gave me a quality education, gave me friends for life. Some of them were in my wedding. Even my children call them uncle today. And the third thing was the most important thing, is that my roommate walked me through the steps of salvation, and my life hasn't been the same since. Am I perfect? No. But we know someone who is. And he is our father yesterday, today, and forever. He will never forsake us. He will always be with us. Even sometimes when we don't feel his presence, he's there holding us. So as I say Happy Father's Day to all of you this morning, all you fathers, I want to say Happy Father's Day to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let's give him a round of applause. I've known Don and Virginia for quite some time, and all of us know that Virginia is awesome. And Don is, okay. <laughs> no, he's a good friend of mine, and um, I tell you, he's, he's been there for me. I've asked him a lot of questions. You know, he's the longest reigning district attorney in the state of Louisiana, so he has a lot of knowledge. And I've leaned on him uh, several times for information, and so I thank God for him as well. Uh, my wife couldn't be here today. She sends her regrets. She has a 94-year-old uncle that lives with us, and it's hard to find someone to sit with him on the weekends, and so, as you well know, not only those who are ill need to be prayed for, but we need to pray, also pray for our caregivers because um, they have to go through a whole lot. But so she sends her regrets. Um, I am blessed to be here. I'm honored that you would ask me to come and share my testimony with you. I believe testimonies are very, very important. I believe that we all have to share our testimonies. And they belong to God because God made us. Whatever experiences we've uh, we've experienced, uh, and we share them with others, you never know how it may help them through their struggles, uh, and their trials and tribulations. And so, I've been doing this before I got into politics. Um, I my first run was in 2014 when I became DA of Lincoln and Union Parishes, uh, and um, and I was I was doing this way before then, because it's not about. The political office is about your walk with Christ. Um, I'll never, never stop doing this. I, I love sharing his word. I love sharing the tri- tribulations that I've experienced, and I, and I look forward to sharing some of those with you today um, because he is so awesome. He's the, there's no other God like him. No other God like him. And um, he's the only God I know. And I think he's the only God, period. <laughs> um, I want to share with you um, two things about my past and about my experiences. One is spiritual, things I had to overcome from a spiritual perspective, and the other is physical. But within that physical struggle, it was the spiritual part that got me through it. Uh, Paul talks about our purpose is to know him. In Philippians 3 and 10 and I want to share this with you and I want you to remember three four words purpose prepare process and position so I think it's important for those of us who are trying to learn more about Christ is to learn those who've been there done that learn, learn from those who are not perfect if you notice Jesus Christ the, the disciples that he he chose none of them was, were perfect some of them had criminal backgrounds. Some of them did things they shouldn't have done. And so I don't want to stand up here and share with you a testimony whereby I come across to you as perfect because I'm not. See, I can't learn from perfect people. I have to learn from people who've had trials and tribulations, who has a story of God being involved in their lives to change their lives. And so it's, it's important for me to be real with you and real this morning. I want to read the scripture to you, and it says, "Ephesians six and six: "Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as a servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart." God convicted me. I was a married man, my children were small. I come to church every Sunday, give my tithes and offerings, but I sat on the back pew. Only because I wanted to leave early to go get to, to meet a tea time at the at the country club, my heart was not in church. Although I was doing the right things, and God showed me this verse, this scripture, I was doing things for eye service. I wasn't doing thing from the doing this right thing from the from the heart. I was doing the right things for the wrong reasons. And had I died at that time, and my body would have been in front of the altar. The preacher would have said, John Belton's a great man. He's a good man. He did the right things. He was involved in the community. He started the Boys and Girls Club in Ruston, Louisiana. He started a mentoring program. He did all those right things. He was in church every Sunday. But he would not have known that I was lost in my heart. Because I did those things because I was trying to please men. I did it for eye service. I didn't do it from the heart. And the day that he convicted me, I cried. I asked for forgiveness. And I said, God, it is time for me to do the right things for the right reasons. And he showed me Philippians 3 and 10. And we can go to that slide. Philippians 3 and 10. Here's Paul talking to the Philippians. And he says that I may know him. That I may know him. What a powerful statement. Not that I may know of him or about him, but I know him. See, Paul is saying, don't know him externally only, but know him internally as well. Let me give an example. Some might say, oh, Jesus, that guy y'all celebrate during Christmas? Yeah, I, I know about him. Oh, that guy we celebrate during Easter? Oh, I know about him. That guy you talk about, yeah, I kind of know what happened with him. See, you, that's just about him, but that's not necessarily knowing him. That's not knowing him intimately. God, that's just knowing him intellectually. And so God wants you to know, Jesus wants you to know him intimately, not just intellectually. Let me give you an example. How many married people we have in here, right? Okay. So when you first met your wife and y'all were, or you first met your husband, you asked for her name. I'll give, you my, I'll give the personal examples my wife and I. Um, she was at LSU Law School, and I was at Southern Law School. I studied at LSU Law School because my apartment was near LSU. And so I walked in. She was a year behind me. I knew where all the books were in the library. But I saw her, and she was a student worker. And I asked her, I said, where are, the, where are these set of law books? I knew where they were. But I wanted to know her, right? And so I asked her her name, and she said, Alana Gilbert. Right there, I knew about her. I just knew her name, right? Just like somebody might say, well, Jesus, I know him. I know about him. I've heard about him. But do you know him intimately? I didn't know her intimately at that time. But then, can you come to the movies? Can we go out to dinner? I I learned more about her over time. I I got a question for you. Those of you who are married, by the time... You're in a conversation with your spouse, and by the time they finish their, their sentence, you, you know what they're going to say right at the end of the sentence, right? That's knowing your spouse intimately. You may even know how they're going to respond to a question before you even ask the question. That's because you know them intimately. And that's what Jesus Christ wants us to know about him. We, he wants a relationship with him. He wants us to have a relationship with him whereby it is personal, personable, intimate, not just intellectually, but intimately. Internally as well as externally. That's what Paul is saying here. Know him that we may know him. See, I knew about him, but I really didn't know him. I did things to uh, to please men. I, I did it for eye service, for public view. That was it. But now I'm working on knowing him intimately. And in, not just intelligently and he goes on and say the power of his resurrection that's the game changer there's no other god that died and rose on the third day no other god that is the game changer the power that did that is the power that leads us in our lives that becomes a game changer in our lives when we're going through something whether it's health whether there's a relationship with our spouse whether it's relationship with our children whether it's financial issues that is the game changer He is. Because he's always with us. He'll never forsake us. And he'll guide us. As he says, he left the Holy Spirit to guide us in all things. So to know the man and to know his power is amazing. Once you know your purpose, then God gives you your assignment. And we all have different assignments, different talents that he's blessed us with. But the Purpose is an overarching existence for all of us. That is the same purpose that you and I share day in and day out is to know him better. I love this scripture. Um, I want to talk about prepare. In Luke chapter 2, verse 46 through 51, one of my favorite passages Here, God shows us how to be intimate. Jesus Christ shows us how to be intimate. This is a 12-year-old kid. As we well know, he wandered away from his parents. They couldn't find him. And when they found him, he was in the temple. All right, parents, we have to be honest with each other here. If we had a 12-year-old to run away, and you found him, and he was in the temple... Wouldn't you do a praise dance? (laughs) Because at that point you would recognize, well, he's not over there playing video games. He's not over there doing something bad. He's in the temple. My God, 12 years old. What was he doing? When they found him, he was in the temple. He wasn't in a bad place. He was in the temple. And what was he doing? He was sitting in the midst of teachers. Teachers. I saw these young people right here this morning. I'm so awesome and proud of them. They're so awesome young people because they're involved in the temple. They were sitting in the midst of teachers. We need more young people like that. And what were they doing? Both listening. He was listening to them and asking questions. And all who heard him were astonished at, at, at his understanding and answers. Where was he? In the temple. Among who? Teachers. Here we have a young man, 12 years old. And when he he was asked by his parents, where were you? What did he say? Why did you seek me? Did you know that I must be about my father's business? That's our purpose. We're celebrating Father's Day today. We need to know more about his business. His purpose, that our purpose, is this twelve-year-old boy's purpose is to know, is to be about his father's business. That's it, to be about your father's business. What is the difference between Jesus Christ and Adam? Adam was asked by God, "Where, where were you?" And I'm going to I'm going to insert some other words that you didn't see in the Bible, but I'm going to say Adam was was missing in action. See I've been missing in action too. Doing things to please men, doing things for eye service, not doing things for the right reasons, but for the wrong reasons. See I've been missing in action. See when men commit adultery, they're missing in action. When men are not home, taking their taking care of their their children, leading them to Bible study or to church, they're missing in action. When men are not paying child support, they're missing in action. When men are in prison, they're missing in action. When men are not helping their neighbors and their wives or their children to succeed, they're missing in action. Jesus Christ was not missing in action. He was in the temple. He was asking questions. He was sitting like these young men this morning. And so he's the example of what all fathers need to be like. I was missing in action, and I thank God that he convicted my heart so I can know him more intimately to be prepared for the process that we must be our our, our father's business. And there are benefits. If you look at verse 51, verse 52, and Jesus for these things he increased in what? Wisdom, statute, and in favor with God and men. There are benefits to getting to know him better, to being more intimate with him. So you increase in wisdom, the wisdom meaning the word of God. And when you have that, you also have favor from God as well. Let's talk about the process. So here Jesus Christ was more intimate, He was He prepared He prepared Himself. He knew his purpose in life, and then there's a process. He was obedient to God. He was not disobedient to his father. He was obedient to his father. We know what we need to do. We know our purpose in life, and then we know that we must know him more intimately and get to know him more, go to church more often, read the Bible at home, pray often. But when it comes to the process of having to go through something, that's where it's hard. Even Jesus Christ himself, for a moment, asked his father, please let this cup pass. That fleshly moment, he didn't want to do it. But he knew that he had to finish the race. And a lot of times, that's how we are. We don't want to have to go through those treatments to get better. We don't, have to, we want, to, we don't want to go through Those hard jogs or whatever to lose weight and get physically fit, but there is a process we have to go through, and if you don't go through the process, you can't get to your position. But here is Jesus Christ; He's showing us how to go through that process. Yes, sometimes you feel like you're spat on. He was spat on, and I'm not talking about physically spat on. Sometimes we just feel like we're spat on. Sometimes we're lied on. He was wrongfully convicted. He was indicted with no evidence. Sometimes we feel the same way. Whether it's in a marriage on a relationship or in the community, we just feel like on social media. God knows we're, we're indicted through in, <laughs> social media. But that's going through the process. He knew that he had to finish the race. They put a crown of thorns on his head. And sometimes we feel like we have that too. He was beaten. When he was thirsty, they gave him bitter wine. Sometimes we feel like that too. But two things he never did. He was never distracted through the race. Never distracted. What do you mean, Brother John? I'll give you this example. There was this dog and this turtle. This turtle went to the dog and says, I want to race you. And we all know that the dog's going to outrun the turtle. But the turtle said... Let's, let's race tomorrow. So they determined the start line and determined the finish line, and they went to sleep that night. Guess what the, tur- the turtle did? He got up just like the devil does, right? He gets up at night and does what? Steal, lie, and destroy. He took some bones, and he placed it to the right side of the path, the left side of the path, and then to the right side of the path, all the way to the finish line. The next morning they got up, that dog was well ahead, like we all anticipate. And he realized there was a bone over here. And he went to that bone, and he started chewing on that bone, here's a turtle passing him up. See, the dog was distracted. Jesus Christ was never distracted. In life, that bone could represent alcohol, it could represent drugs, it might rep- represent adultery, it might represent lying, it might represent cheating, or whatever it might be. We cannot be distracted. So the dog realized he was losing, so he caught the turtle up, he was ahead, and all of a sudden the dog smelled the bone to the right. Again, it represents things of the world, not things of the, the Holy Spirit. He was distracted. And when he should have run, won the race, he lost it because of distraction. Jesus Christ was never distracted. Yes, it was hard, but he was going through the process. And that's the thing that we have to learn. We have to have faith that we can get through that process, whatever it might be that we're dealing with in life. Trials and tribulations. To get to the finish line. And here's Simon. Right, We need Simons in our lives. Simon is there whether he was forced by the soldiers to help God or not. He could have refused but he did not. He was there to help his neighbor. He was there to help his brother. And that's what we need to do as Christian brothers and sisters. Is help continue to help our neighbors the way we should. The second thing that he didn't do. He never retreated. You see, God didn't do this when he was carrying a cross. He kept moving forward. I am guilty of having retreat when I should have moved forward. I think we all are. To have that faith in God where we can get through it. Remember, never be distracted and never retreat. Next slide, please. Here I talked to you about my, phys- my spiritual challenges. This is part of my spiritual and physical challenges. I wore these braces as a little boy. That's how I rolled. I had two sets. I had a disease that's more commonly found in African-American children. And I couldn't walk without falling. I couldn't run without falling. I was picked on. How many of you heard that sticks and stones will hurt your bones but words will never harm you? That's not true. Words do hurt. My mother, she um, was a school teacher, and she would always read this verse, Isaiah forty thirty one. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run, and she would always say, run, John, and that, not grow weary. They will walk, walk, John, and not faint. I thank God for her and my father. He served in the military in the career. And so all of you who serve in our armed forces, thank you. Those men and women who serve in our armed forces and here as a police officer, first responders, thank you for your service. But because of her, I was encouraged to move forward. I was encouraged to go through the process. I was encouraged to see the finish line and never give up. They wanted to break my legs, put them in casts, straighten up a little bit, break them again, put them back in cast, straighten them a little bit. My parents said, no, we're going to go through therapy with these braces. We're going to let him wear those braces and we're going to pray that God will heal him. I stand before you with straight legs. I went on to become an all district football player my junior year in high school, all district, my senior year, not just all district, but most valuable player in the district, my senior year, not just most valuable player my senior year, but all state my senior year, not just all state, but the most valuable defensive player in the state of Louisiana, my senior year. Went on to play football at Mackney State University. Yes, I am the Black Forest Gump. <laughs> run, John, run. <laughs> on my 25th year anniversary, I took my wife to Mexico and I gave her a really nice gift. Of course, I, what I gave her, I thought it was expensive, but we all know that's relative. And she gave me an $18 gift in return, and it said, it was a license plate that said, run, John, run. One of the most um, awesome gifts I ever received outside of accepting Christ and outside of my wife and two children. Because, you see, we were also told we couldn't have any children. Some of you may have gone through that or know people who've gone through that. And in the process of trying to adopt, we got pregnant. She did. <laughs> we have two wonderful children. John Randall, who's 25 years old, LSU scouting director um, and for the football team, and my daughter's a professional golfer who lives in Atlanta. Um, she has a passion for Jesus Christ, which I'm very, very proud of. And my son is, he, he, he loves Christ, but to him, you know, He's cool. Jesus Christ is cool. Yeah. <laughs> so a different way of how, how they approach it. But my wife, when she gave me that license plate, she said, John, you've always led the community with Jesus. You always led your family with Jesus. Now, she didn't say I was perfect. I was looking for that. I didn't get it. And I said, well, hopefully one day she'll call me king, like Sarah, like Sarah called Abraham with the small, small lowercase k. But I don't think that would ever happen. (laughs) And I was also told that I wasn't college material. Wow! I'd love to see that counselor today, just to let him know—not not to rub it in his face, because that's not God—but just to let him know what God has done for us and what He did for me. Because through God, all things—not some things—the Word says all things are possible that you can do all things through him who strengthens you. I'd love to let him know that not only did I finish college, but I finished law school. Not only finished law school, but I serve on a, a, board, a, a, a bank board. Not only do I serve on bank board, but I was the chairman of Southern University System. And when Man told me I wasn't college material. God put me as chairman of a higher education institution. I spoke at Grammar State University and at their commencement speech in 2021. I gave the commencement speech at Louisiana Tech in 2017 at Southern University, many high schools. So when I, when I was told I wasn't college material, God allowed me to speak before a university, a crowd of hundreds and thousands. That's what God can do. It's not about me. I'm not sitting here bragging about what I've done. I'm sitting here bragging about the God who has done it for me. He's awesome. So I shared this with those graduates that night. Never let man define who you are. Let God's word define who you are that you're the head and not the tail, that you're above and not beneath, that you can do all things through him who strengthens you, that you're victorious, that you're more, not just a conqueror, but more than a conqueror. He made us to be winners and victorious. That's the God we serve. I tell young people, you never possess what you're unwilling to pursue. The last slide is your... Once you know your purpose in life, which is to know Him, once you've prepared and become more intimate with Him, once you've learned to go through the process, then He would put you in your position. He's awesome. I would never stop praising Him. I don't care what the government might say. I'm going to praise him. I don't care what the law might say. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to call his name out. And if they kill me, well, I'll do it. Then so be it. This country was based and created on Christian principles. This is a Christian country, a Christian nation. When we say the Pledge of Allegiance is one nation under God, it doesn't say under anything else. It says God. We are made by the Creator, endowed by the Creator, as the Declaration of Independence says. And the word Creator is a capital C, not a lower C. That means God. Thank you so much for this lovely opportunity to be with you this morning. If those of you who are here and your heart is not a home for Jesus Christ and you want it to become a home for him, please come forward so the deacons can come and pray for you. I love you and I thank you. And my prayer for you is that God's grace and mercy be upon you. That he would bless not only you but your family beyond your imagination, and abundantly. Thank you. The preceding message was presented by First Baptist Church in Manny, Louisiana. For more information about a relationship with Jesus Christ or about the church, including contact information, go to the website www.fbcmany.org. Thank you for listening, and may God bless you.